Hello everyone, welcome to the WW3 podcast. My name is Will, and for this podcast, an episode will come out every weekend and we'll have a different subject. Those subjects will range from my personal life, sports, college, and other topics that I feel y'all, the audience, may enjoy. Now, before we get into this uh, today's episode, I do want to preface this. I have gotten a lot of followers on Twitter due to the recent uh, memes and all that of World War Three. This is called the WW3 podcast, but that is not the intent towards this, and I'm going to say this right now so that everybody knows I will not be talking about a potential World War Three or whatever or the memes of it. I will not be talking politics on here. This is strictly non-political stuff. So uh, let's get on to what today's episode is going to be about. And and also, let me just say, I'm sorry for, again, for a long break. This time, winter break in football, but I'm looking to get back on track for sure. So the topic for today's episode is the Arrowverse. So if you don't know what that is, it is a universe of TV shows that are on the CW channel, and that consists of Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, and Batwoman. And so I'll go through each show, uh, mention some of the cast, who plays who, and then I've written my own uh, synopsis of the show. Uh, I say what seasons they're on, and then I kind of talk about uh, some other points of it and what I like about uh, the shows as well. So let's go ahead and get right on into it. So uh, the first show that really kind of sparked this whole thing of uh, of the Arrowverse was Arrow, hence Arrowverse. And Arrow actually debuted in the fall of 2012. So uh, some of the cast for Arrow, Stephen Amell does play Oliver Queen. David Ramsey plays John Diggle. Emily Bett Ricards plays Felicity Smoke. Willa Holland plays Thea Queen. Colton Haynes plays Roy Harper. Katie Cassidy Rogers plays Laurel Lance. Rick Gonzalez plays Renee Ramirez. And Juliana Harkvay plays Dinah Drake. Uh, my synopsis Arrow follows Oliver Queen on his journey to become a vigilante slash hero. Green Arrow, but along the way he has to overcome problems from within and around family and friends. Arrow is currently on its last season, which will be shorter than all the other seasons. It will be close to about half the episodes of all the other seasons, which is usually about 22-23 episodes. And then, uh, like I said, this, the universe all started with this show and led into what would be next. Um, and to me, Arrow holds a pretty damn near it's pretty close to my heart it's the first show that i watched as a part of this Arrowverse because that's what led me into all these other shows and into flash and supergirl and legends of tomorrow into batwoman um and i i like arrow a lot some people uh you know my mom said she doesn't like arrow because it's dark and arrow is a dark show um it's kind of, it, it to kind of put it to to uh, com- to compare it to other things, it's probably a lot like Batman. Batman's kind of a darkish thing. Batman's not known for being, uh, whether it's a show or a movie, it's not known for being funny or lighthearted. 
Uh, so I would com- probably compare it to that. Um, but it's it's a really good show, and um, the, the one thing that I really like about it is I think number one is the cast, and another thing is the way that they that the story just works throughout all seasons. It's it's not like it's a show to where one season doesn't run into the other. Like it doesn't matter, right? This is where season one has an effect on season two. Season two has an effect on season six. And I think that's what's the really cool thing, not just about Arrow, but about the whole Arrowverse. What impacts Oliver in season one could impact him four seasons down the line. Uh, but it's it's a really cool way to see uh, new superheroes and to kind of get introduced to them. I had never really known of Green Arrow uh, until this point, and this has made me become made him become one of my favorite DC heroes, um, which is um, kind of uncanny. To, I think for someone to say that, I think if you ask someone, it's probably more more so Batman or Superman or maybe even the Flash. But I think out of all this, I like uh, this made me like probably Green Arrow as my favorite DC hero of all time. Uh, but this is a uh, yeah, I can't describe what Arrow has done because it's really given me a new kind of uh, a new show to watch. Give me a lot, uh, a lot to kind of think about. And I there have been some parallels I think there to to my life as well. And I think uh, you know it's unfortunate to know that it's in this its last season, but I'm really excited about these other shows. Um, so let's get into what it led into. An Arrow would eventually lead into the creation of the Flash. So the Flash started in the fall of 2014, so two years after Arrow debuted. And looking into the cast here, Grant Gustin uh, plays Barry Allen, Candace Patton plays Iris West, Jesse L. Martin plays Joe West, Tom Cavanaugh has, uh, I'll say, many roles throughout uh, the series, Danielle Panabaker, yes, if you're a huge Disney Channel fan, you know that she was on that uh she plays Caitlin Snow, Carlos Valdez plays Cisco Ramon, Hartley Sawyer plays Ralph Dibney. My synopsis: Flash follows Barry, Barry Allen as he discovers his new powers after getting hit, uh, getting hit by a bolt of lightning. He gets help along the way by people who become lifelong friends, all without knowing that tragedy is right around every corner in Central City. Flash is currently on season six and is at the midpoint of their season. Uh, for Flash, uh, I like the kind of I like how it's kind of counteractive of Arrow. It's a light-hearted, funny show, and I'm not saying Arrow's funny. Arrow has characters who are funny, and it can be funny. Stephen Amell is very kind uh, is is very good at being uh, not one-dimensional. He he can be too. He's very good at going into uh, comedic, like his comedic timing works perfectly when it needs to be. But this is so lighthearted. Uh, is it's it's more lighthearted than anything. It's not as dark. It is funny, which I love about the show. And uh, you know, like I said, you look at Arrow, and uh, it made Green Arrow one of my favorite DC characters. And and Flash has done the same thing with that. Uh, you know, made Flash one of my favorite DC characters. But well, one thing I didn't say about Arrow, and I'll say right now, is that 
Oliver Queen is my favorite character. And going into Flash, talking about Flash, uh, Cisco Ramon is my favorite character because this is the guy that reminds me a whole lot of me. Cracks jokes all the time, likes to make references to TV shows and movies, which is a cool thing because it talk. It, it's funny because it references like it, he will make references to like Jurassic Park or like Star Wars, and it, it's funny to know that those are kind of a part of that universe because it's kind of funny to think, okay, what is canon to this universe? So uh, for that to be, it's pretty cool. And also, you know, something I like about the Flash. It, is uh, and about the cast um, is that number one, you know, and I'll talk about Daniel Panabaker after this is Grant Gustin, and it's funny because when I was growing up, I I used to watch uh, Glee, and he was on that, so I was like, well, okay, this is interesting. I didn't think he'd be much of a, a guy for something like this, and he absolutely kills it. So it's kind of funny to see somebody I didn't really grow up watching. But kind of saw him mainly kind of a little bit in high school and middle school. But Danielle Panabaker, I remember seeing her on the Disney Channel in uh, a couple of Disney Channel original movies. And uh, it's really weird to think that now I'm watching her as a college student um, in this superhero show and doing and just being like, wow. This is kind of weird, and and I'm sure other people kind of have that feeling too. Um, but it, but with Flash, what makes me like it? What makes me like the show overall is there. Everyone just bounces off everyone so well, and I, and you can just tell there's a lot of uh, good chemistry with everyone, and uh, there's just a, there's just something about it where something being so lighthearted but can run in with something so dark can make something so, so entertaining, you know? So it's, I find it really cool for it, to, for that to be the case to where those two things, when they mesh together, make something so entertaining. Uh, but I think flash knocks it out of the park, whether, you know, other people like it or not based off of, uh, the big bads, the villains of the seasons. I like it. It's I think I think it's my probably second favorite show of the Arrowverse. Arrow being number one, but uh, you know I think this is probably that it's setting up to be a very successful and potentially long running show. Uh, so then the next show that comes up would be Supergirl, which debuts in the fall of 2015. It originally debuted on CBS. And but then CW picked it up uh, after uh, the ratings weren't doing so hot for Supergirl on their first season. Uh, so just throwing that in there. But so, the cast for Supergirl: Melissa Benoist plays Kara Danvers, Shyler Lee plays uh, Alex Danvers, David Har- Harewood plays Hank Henshaw and, and John Jones, Makad Brooks plays James Olsen. Jeremy Jordan plays Wynn Schott. Uh, Jesse Rath plays Brainy. And Nicole Maines plays Nia Nall. My synopsis: Supergirl follows Kara Zor-El after her pod hits Earth as Krypton was being attacked. She is raised through the Danvers family throughout her life and learns more about her powers slash abilities. Eventually, her cousin Kal-El helps her learn more about her powers. 
Supergirl was currently on season five and at its midpoint. So uh, it, it's kind of the same thing with Supergirl. The lead is someone that I watched on Glee, and it's kind of weird to see that they they go from such a musical show that actually looking back on is kind of weird, but now looking at her now, it's like, dang, this is this is impressive to see her in this kind of role uh, and to actually think, because looking at the era versus shows, um, they, they really need these actors, like the, especially the main ones who are doing a lot of the action or all the, the, the people who are doing the action to look fit. And boy, I did not know that uh, uh, Grant Gustin and Melissa Benoist were jacked. I did not know that, but now they seeing them now, it, it kind of is. But again, it's kind of funny. Uh, Supergirl, my favorite character, is uh, when shot. He's the same. He he's essentially the exact same as Cisco, which uh, makes it even more interesting. But uh, and and the cool thing about this too, um, and I, I'll get to this later. But there is a really cool crossover. T- between Flash and Supergirl, uh, and I'm not going to talk too much about it, but because I'll get into it later. But uh, and again, Supergirl is kind of the same thing as Flash. It's a lot more uh, lighthearted, a lot more uh, yeah, yeah, a lot more lighthearted than Arrow. And in both shows, can be serious, but I, I like how it's lighthearted. You know, they they throw some things in that I don't necessarily like, but it's. Uh, uh, it's still a good show, and I still like it, and it's not one that I'm being like, okay, I'm going to turn this off. I don't think there's any over shows like that, at, at least right now. Um, and there's a... It's a really cool... Uh, and, and for Supergirl, it's it was the first... Lead, it was the first show to be led by a woman, which I think took... Was showing kind of a major step in kind of what superheroes were kind of doing. This was before, uh, it, I think this was right around run, Wonder Wonder Woman coming out, and I think this was also before. I, this is obviously before Captain Marvel, so I think this the Supergirl kind of helped take a point, uh, take lead in kind of that that kind of start of okay, woman headlining superhero movies and shows and I think that was kind of a big deal there uh for for I think just that kind of genre of movies uh and TV shows but uh, which I th- and I think it's really cool but also you kind of see how it how a lot of other characters in that kind of take can kind of inspire other people uh, along through Flash and Arrow I don't want to get in too much because I don't want to give too many spoilers to y'all. But uh, there are characters who have different um, who have different things about them, like the legit person that could be inspiring to other people, which I think is really cool. Um, but one more one more thing about Supergirl is that there's no there's no way to me. You know, at points, Arrow has. Could like kind of gotten stale a little bit. Same with the Flash, but Supergirl, you kind of got the you. you I don't think you really got stale. You got the ups and the downs, and to me, it wasn't like okay, this is it's getting too it's getting too much like the other episodes. 
Um, you in these shows, you can say are Arrow not as predictable, Flash and Supergirl I'd say are somewhat predictable, uh, but but still entertaining to see what happens there. Um, excuse me, uh, which makes things a whole lot more interesting uh, across the Arrowverse. And then the next show to come on was Legends of Tomorrow, and that debuted in the winter of 2016. Um, by the way, great show. And, you know, I said Flash was number two. It might be number three, because I honestly think this is my favorite show. Uh, the cast, Arthur Darville plays Red Hunter. Katie Lotz plays Sarah Lance. Brennan Routh plays Ray Palmer. Dominic Purcell plays Mick Rory. Wentworth Miller plays Leonard Snart. Nick Zano plays Nate Haywood. And Tala Ash plays Zari Tomaz. My synopsis. Legends of Tomorrow is a zany, funny, and sometimes serious journey with characters from other Arrowverse shows. The legends time travel and try to save history from being changed without making drastic changes themselves. Legends of Tomorrow is about to start its fifth season uh, this month, and in, uh, I think, about a week. So, uh, Legends, like I said, I think is actually probably my favorite show, because it's so different from... Arrow, Flash, and Supergirl. It's literally time travel and just trying to make th- make sure time is saved. Uh, and like I said, it's other characters from it's characters from other Arrowverse shows. Uh, and I'm not gonna say where they're from. You can imply based off of what I said, or if you want to watch these shows. But to me, uh, it, it's just it's so different, and it makes it makes things a whole lot more entertaining. I mean, Supergirl, don't get me wrong, Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, all really entertaining. But Legends of Tomorrow just put, this gives you something different, which I think is important in something like this, because if you go too much, like, if you get too many of those Flash Supergirls, if you get too many of those Arrow shows, if, if you were to expand this universe past the shows that there currently are, which could happen uh you don't want too many of you know the those dark superhero sh- those dark superhero constant action whatever or the constant you know bat go against a villain which, which of course you're gonna have but like legends of tomorrow is encounter something try to change time go to a different time period and then work on it or try to catch a certain whatever like it's so Legends of Tomorrow is just, it's up there. And they have so many good characters. Uh, and this is, I would say, probably the only show that goes through so many characters because they're such a big cast, which makes it just a little bit interesting to see which which characters leave, which characters don't. And it's heartbreaking when some leave and some don't. And, that, uh, but, and of course, that's going to happen in Supergirl and Flash and Arrow with other things. But... Uh, I think when when you're looking at legends, there's more so the. Uh, I think there's more so of these were loved characters from other shows, and then you come here and it's like, oh, they have their own show and they're gone. It, but it's still like you can get invested into it. It's not going to get stale. It's like this perfect. It's like a perfect storm for these characters that were kind of somehow written out or fading into darkness on these other shows. So, uh, and that's what makes me love it so much. 
And then you got the new one of Batwoman. And Batwoman debuted in the fall of 2019. Uh, and that cast, Ruby Rose plays Kate Kane. Megan Tandy plays Sophie Moore. Cameron Johnson plays Luke Fox. Nicole Kang plays Mary Hamilton. Dougary Scott plays Jacob Kane. Elizabeth Anweiss plays Catherine Hamilton Kane. And Rachel Scarston plays Alice. My synopsis, Batwoman follows Kate Kane in the city of Gotham three years after Batman slash Bruce Wayne have disappeared. Knowing that Gotham is about to be in trouble, Kane takes up the mantle of Batwoman without knowing the struggle of being a vigilante. Batwoman is currently on season one and is at the midpoint. So, uh, Batwoman, you know, obviously, with only one season, with only one season uh, so far, and at this point, half a season, I can say I'm impressed. This is really good because this is, you know, and due, due to restrictions from uh, from DC, strictly, uh, you know, the movies, they can't grab certain characters, so they couldn't get a, uh, they can't get, like, the normal Batman. They can only incorporate, uh, they can't get, like, you know, they can't make a strict TV show about Batman. Yet, they had Gotham, but they couldn't do, like, the older, I'm Batman you know, like all of that. So, uh, but I think they do a really, they, they do a really good job without having to, without having the ammunition of Batman slash Bruce Wayne. Um, I do like Ruby Rose's Kate Kane. Um, oh, and going back to legends, my favorite character there is, uh, Nate Haywood. Uh, and as of now in, in Batwoman, it is probably Luke Fox. Um, and you can, you know, guess who, who uh, you can guess based off of what I'm saying, um, what, what's kind of, what is going on in the show. But, um, you know, the, and the other thing about it is that not only is Kate Kane and Luke Fox and all these people characters, I feel like Gotham within itself is a character of the show because, you know, you know, in almost every Batman video game or, or, or movie, or in Gotham, it's like it's, there's something about Gotham that is different, and so I feel like Gotham is always a character, something you always have to be kind of considered, uh, consider, considered about, but uh, I think they do a good job of portraying what Gotham is like without Batman, and you kind of get a sense of that in some video games, in some, in some movies, of like how, how they handle themselves without Batman, um, and so I think it's, uh, I think they do a really good job of incorporating all of that and then using the villains they can and Alice, who's act, who actually is a Batman villain, uh, is interesting because if you go back to, if you go back to Gotham, um, they did have Alice for a very short time on that show and they mainly used the Mad Hatter there, um, which, which is a lot more interesting, but you know that Alice is a actual Batman villain, so they now use that more towards and they use it more towards uh, Kate Kane in this. And you, if you watch the show, you can see why. Um, but there's just there brings a whole lot more uh, kind of like oh, okay, this is somebody that you kind of know, not necessarily the biggest Batman villain, but 
it, it it makes it interesting. And throughout throughout all of all the shows, they also do have a lot of Easter eggs to Batman and big villains and all that. So so on and so forth. And uh, I think truly that I think Batwoman could go a little bit bigger. I do like where they're going now, but I hoped you know in the in the back half of season one they go just a little bit bigger to ring this thing on home, which would uh, which would make me a little happy. Bring maybe a little. I, I would like a maybe a bit of a bigger villain name that's more so Batman. I don't think they can necessarily go the Joker. I'm not sure about Harley Quinn either, but I would and. It maybe like a scarecrow. I know they've done that on Gotham. They've done. They never really did Bane, so I don't know if they can do that on t- on TV or not. And I don't know if that would work on Batwoman, but Bane would be pretty cool. Uh, I'd love to see another edition of the Joker or Harley Quinn again would be pretty cool. But uh, Batwoman is doing pretty well. I do like it. Uh, so I, I really hope that th- that most of these and all of these stay. As we know, Arrow is going to be gone a- after after this final season. But like I alluded to, there might they there could be other shows joining the Arrowverse, and there are some rumors that some are uh, shows. And I have this uh, right here that could be that c- could be joining here soon. Star Girl, which is going to be pretty interesting. It stars. Luke Wilson, believe it or not, will premiere in 2020. Um, there was a teaser for it uh, af- after some of uh, this current crossover, which we'll talk about here soon. I- I'm not going to give spoilers on that, but uh, uh, but that it looks pretty good, and I it it is enticing to see another superhero come into this. Um, but uh, oh, and one thing that this that I actually did not mention is Black Lightning. It was it is now Arrowverse canon. It wasn't necessarily incorporated into it in its original couple seasons, but it was just uh, confirmed through um, through online and through other sources that it is Arrowverse canon. It is a part of it, um, which, make th- which makes things a little interesting here for, for our heroes uh, currently that are standing. Uh, but so I forgot to mention that one, but that one, uh, that one is, I haven't watched that one as much of, as, of these others, I do have to get back to it. I was watching season one and then completely kind of went dark, no pun intended, on it. Because uh, lightning, light, you know, uh, you know, I kind of, I kind of got turned off. Uh, well, not turned off, but like I just didn't have the time to watch it more so, um, and that's what really kind of. You know, I, I didn't have the time to watch it, but I do want to talk about it a little bit before we get into uh, this other Arrowverse, uh, this Air, uh, this other show that I could be joining. And uh, Black Lightning is really cool because it's it's about the hero Black Lightning, and it's in all. Um, it's really cool because it's an all African American cast, which you don't necessarily necessarily have a lot of those. 
Uh, but you did you did have Black Panther, you have Black Lightning, so you kind of have that now. But uh, you look at you look at Black Lightning, and like I said, I haven't watched it that much. It is pr- um, I got to get back into watching it. But another cool thing about Black Lightning is that it does bring in another person that I necessarily didn't watch a lot on Disney Channel, but it from there, China and McLean has been on the show has been on the show, I think is currently a, se- a series regular. I'm not sure. I'll have to catch up on it to see. And I can easily do that in these next couple days, considering I'm on a winter break. Really have nothing to do. But um, from the episodes I watched, it was a, it was a good show. I just I didn't have enough time to, get, uh, to watch it. I, was, I had schoolwork, I had football. But uh, again, something I need to get... Uh, but something that could also impact the rest of the Arrowverse um, in the coming future. Uh, but this other show that could be joining the Arrowverse is called Green Arrow and the Canaries. It is an Arrow spinoff. Not going to give too much on that because, again, it will give major spoilers to the Arrow show, which makes which will make things a lot more difficult for you guys um, if you want to watch these shows. Uh, and if you do, I believe Netflix does have... Uh, Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, Batwoman probably not on it currently, due to it currently being in its first season, but um, let's get into what I'm mainly here, well not what I'm mainly here, but what has kind of made me do this episode, and that is the crossovers. So they do do a lot of crossovers for, uh, for the Arrowverse, some minor and some big, uh, there are minor just sh- one show within one show. Um, and I talked about that Supergirl Flash one. It was a really cool episode. It was a musical episode. And they used Melissa Benoist, Grant Gust, and Jeremy Jordan all to their abilities. Who have known to really sing along with Jesse L. Martin. Uh, and they did bring in another uh, Glee alum and Darren Chris, Which made things a little bit... Which was kind of cool for somebody who watched that show. But again, going back, it is a kind of kind of a weird show. Especially what's consider what's what's done after, but getting back on topic, um, but they have done some uh, Flash and Arrow and Legends and Arrow and Legends and Flash, like so you know. But they have done a lot of all shows in one, so I don't want to give. I'm not going to give a synopsis on those, but some of the titles are Heroes Join Forces, Invasion, Crisis on Earth X. Worlds and Crisis on Infinite Earths. Crisis on Infinite Earths is currently the big crossover event that has been happening. Their first three episodes have aired, and they have two more to air coming next week, um, which I can't wait. I can't wait for. I've really wanted to watch these to kind of know what happens, uh, which is getting me all over the place. But Crisis on Infin- Infinite Earths. Uh, again, to compare it, is essentially Avengers Endgame. Uh, it's the big thing to work. It's the biggest event in Arrowverse history. It's the biggest event in Marvel history, right? Uh, Endgame was. And then yet, you, you kind of know that something has to happen because in Endgame, you figured one of the heroes or multiple of the heroes were not going to survive. And that's the same thing with Christ in, on Infinite Earths is that you have this feeling that one or two of these heroes are not going to survive and not knowing which ones. Uh, but if you are a huge Arrowverse fan, you kind of do know because 
you can figure there have, there's been news coming out about what happens in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, but it's it's essentially the Avengers Endgame of of the Arrowverse, and it, it's and from what I've heard and from what I've read, uh, I've watched videos about all these crossovers, and apparently those big these big crossovers are really hard to film because you have so many cast members, there's so many people on set, it's hard to include everyone, and so that that's what makes this so cool is that. It's difficult, but they put that time and effort into doing it. And more than likely after this, there's not going to be a lot. And to kind of give you uh, another quick little update on the Arrowverse based off of this, is that you, in in kind of something you can uh, interpret here, is that this is a a multiverse kind of thing. Uh, That was introduced pretty early on in in, uh, not in Arrow, but, uh, but in another show. That there are multiple arts, multiple, multiple arts within this, uh, you know, within this whole spectrum, and so that's what uh, entices things because Arrow, Flash, Batwoman all occur on Earth One. Supergirl is on Earth Thirty Eight, um, and Legends of Tomorrow. It's not on any particular Earth. I think. I'm pretty sure that's the case, but you 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 do encounter other Earths throughout the Arrowverse and make it um, and it makes it a little bit more clear and kind of cool to see, um, kind of see what those are like. Because then it also gives you the the thought of okay, if that's you know the, just thinking okay, if there if there was another Earth in all in all reality, what what would my what would another version of me be like? So. Uh, I just think that's another really cool thing about the Arrowverse. Uh, but besides that, to me, I think there's nothing else. Uh, if you guys know of anything about uh, these shows or want to watch these shows, I'm I'm positive they are on Netflix. And uh, go ahead and watch them. Uh, for those of you that really, you know, want to talk about this with me, go ahead and comment down on Facebook. Uh, hit me up on Twitter, hit me up on, uh, Instagram, uh, we can talk about these shows if you really like them, so, uh, I mean, that's it, so, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode, I'm gonna try to record, uh, a little bit more throughout, throughout this week before I leave on a trip, uh, but, so, goodbye, adios, however you say goodbye, and I hope you had, uh, a good, a good holiday or good holidays and, uh, had a good winter break and yeah.